0: This episode is brought to you by WellForce, offering business consulting and IT solutions for the hybrid workforce. Online at wellforce.ai.
1: Thank you
2: for listening to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. Visit girlswhodostuff.com. You probably shouldn't Google that. Welcome,
0: welcome, welcome to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. I am Jenny Midgley. I am Sarah Madras. And this is a show where you come as you are with the courage to speak up and tell a better story.
1: Woo! I feel so much better already for this episode.
0: (laughs) So those who have been listening, we recorded our kids episode right before we are recording this one and that was interesting.
1: Interesting. Bless bless you all if you listen to that 15 minutes that we edited down. (laughs) Bless you all. It's super fun times. (laughs)
0: When your kids are in studio. We knew it was going to be like a little bit bananas, but I, did I think not that think exceeded gonna, our expectations.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So I'm so glad we have a regular episode today.
0: Yay. We'll rebalance we our chi right now. <laughs> and today in studio, we have Carrie Heisey from Design for Joy.
1: <laughs> Welcome, Carrie. Thank you so much. I can feel your energy through the screen. Yes. That's what I'm going for. <laughs> So how's it going? How are you doing today, Carrie? So
2: great! This is my second interview of the day. Woo! Hour of meeting with women who are making pure impact here in Raleigh or in North Carolina, and that those are my people.
1: Yes, that means we got to step up our game today because we got to ask her like shit she's never been asked before. I'm she's coming on our show. It's guaranteed she's going to be asked (laughs) shit she's never
0: been asked before. (laughs) We tend to bring that element of surprise.
1: That's true. So, Carrie, tell us our listeners a little bit about yourself.
2: Yeah, I am a mom and a wife. And other I like the other order. I like i I'm a wife and a mom. But I'm a serial entrepreneur. And for the last decade, I have spent building businesses around community for women, also doing international mission work mm-hmm. and visiting artists and groups around the world. And over the last three years, those two worlds have combined. Uh, collided. And now I have a a small business and nonprofit in the Raleigh area serving
1: underserved women. Nice. Tell me about that collision. How do those things collide? So I think I was waiting for this big
2: sign from God, like what I was supposed to do, because I knew how to build websites and I loved women and I appreciate like fair trade product. And so for a long time, I was like, what do you want me to do with this? You want to put a, a website up and sell these women's Think wears, But it was um, one specific trip um, to Africa where I saw this woman serving 30 women coming out of the sex industry really well and a, a sustainable mm-hmm. model. So I came home and grabbed my friends and we had a board and we started hiring um, women within two months of that trip.
1: Wow. Tell me more about this trip. I'm excited to hear details about that. I, Pretend uh, that I was on your shoulder with you. Walk me through that trip.
2: There's a common theme between all the trips. It's like we have been, we get asked to be, to visit sewing groups or artisan groups or even just Bible study groups and to bring them encouragement and share our resources of people and money and materials and talent to help get them over hurdles. But really, we come home and we're just as inspired. Like, if we then we come home with fresh new ideas to serve our community.
0: Where in Africa were you?
2: I've been to Uganda and Rwanda several times.
0: And where was so this pivotal trip? What um, I went
2: to Rwanda for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we were just with that group actually right before COVID in September of 2019. So this is a relationship that we continue to foster. That's and awesome. then we have our friends in Belize and um, Costa Rica as well.
1: I imagine if you've been doing these trips for so long that you encounter so many amazing, beautiful people. So. For you was it just that the the model was there or was it something about these women that you were like okay this is the one that i'm going to like this is it how did you know that was that
2: as business leaders too you just have to wait for that full vision to come to you mm-hmm. you like when it's right, right right you know when to strike when it's hot and it would just all just came to me like i could see the sustainability of it I could see the need, this very same need here in Raleigh that they were serving there. It was probably a time in my life where I, as a business leader, felt super confident. So I think it was just all of those things coming together.
0: You were ready and they were
1: ready, it sounds yeah. like.
0: Yep. Yeah. And so prior to this, you have a history, you described yourself as a serial entrepreneur, but you had a history of building community. Can you talk about that a little bit as yeah. part of your entrepreneurial journey?
2: Well, the first thing was when I was home, stuck in my house with toddlers, and felt like I didn't even, not even know what was going on in the world. Like I would hear about a parade or an event to carry or Apex something, and I don't even know where do you find these things. Like I'm just home trying to survive, and so I created a, a publication, an online publication for um, kid and family events, and then through that, I met a lot of women who were business owners who were wanting to advertise for the first time. So I started dabbling in this marketing. So not only was I providing a service for my other fellow moms, I was also like dabbling in the world of marketing and business with with small business owners.
1: That's how I first got into her community or funnel or however, because I was a stay-at-home mom at the same time. And that website was the gem of all gem websites. Like you didn't need any other website. And I would just go there and I was like, oh, and then when she then created Van Raleigh and I was like, Oh, there we go. Now I'm going and then illuminate. And I was like, oh, there we go. So I've just been chucking along her little funnel this whole time.
2: <laughs> wow. I'm so flattered and also maybe embarrassed because um, those were early times. But isn't that a relief for business women or people who aspire to start a business or a nonprofit that it takes a while. Like you have to do your dues to figure it
1: mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, we were talking about that the other day in my group about the age and developmental age of your business and how when your business is in infancy or your business is a toddler, mm-hmm. the de- developmental age of your business couldn't be of that of a toddler. And do your expectations match the developmental age or are mm-hmm. you comparing it to a business that's like a 10-year-old business? Right. Or, you know
0: and I mean? even that, I think it's interesting to also look at. It's not necessarily chronological age because it's not going to flow like, one person's infancy may last for five years. Correct. As they pool the resources and fill in the gaps that are needed to just launch.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: then someone else's infancy may be a month. Yeah. Because it you don't know, because like going back to what we started with, which was everything has to be in alignment. Mm-hmm. It can those things, and and that is hard. I think, especially for women, because we naturally compare everything to everybody and uh, to ourselves and everybody else. Like it's a trap that we fall into all the time. That it can be really hard as a business owner or and as a mom and as a you're trying to juggle all these balls. And it's about really finding that grounding piece. And when you have that community where you can go to, to be grounded and be like, hey. By the way, stop comparing your beginning to someone else's middle. Correct.
1: Yeah. Carrie, for you, what was the biggest lesson when it came to creating these communities?
2: Having a community of business women will remind you of, um, that everyone is going through something. And even somebody who seems bigger than you, that could be a complete facade like She's still dealing with business confidence or resources or marketing issues. It's, it might be on a different level than you, but any business leader who is true and authentic will tell you that there are stages of business that are very difficult and you're usually either coming out of one or going into one. And if you have that group behind you cheering you on and who you can be vulnerable with, it it will not feel so mm-hmm. lonely.
1: Agreed. Mm-hmm. What were some of those challenging seasons for you? Oh my gosh.
2: I was such a know-it-all when I started this nonprofit. And I thought I had my vision, like our vision statement, our mission statement, our values. I had it all written down because you, I was ready for this. But I didn't know a lick about nonprofits. And I started this nonprofit in August. I say I, but I have a co-founder, a uh Kristen Sido. And we have a always have a board, of course. Mm-hmm. But two months in, I cried for two months. It was just this thing of this uh, growth period and this idea of uh, thinking I was well prepared, but I really didn't know exactly what I was stepping into. It was I'll, this huge learning curve that I wasn't prepared for.
0: What did you learn about yourself as a leader? Because there's one thing to build community and to be that connector, and it's a completely other role to be a leader.
2: Mm -hmm. I can acknowledge my strengths and I can acknowledge my weaknesses better. I definitely listen to more and more podcasts to read books more about like communication styles. Most recent, and especially through COVID, I'm so hope filled and such an optimist. But through COVID, I really learned that that doesn't give people a lot of security. Like, they really want to know what the plan is going to be. They don't want to just hear, it'll be okay. But no, really. Like, how are we going to do that? Yep. So, trying to be just more aware of my communication style right, and like- others' communication style. Like, Enneagram has been a great tool for me. I don't know if you guys are into the Enneagram, but yes. No- yeah, knowing people's Enneagram number helps I know. me a lot. I can like, never
0: remember my numbers. i like, what's your I number, I'm eight Carrie? Something. I'm 8-3-something. I don't know.
2: <laughs> what's I'm, yours, Carrie? I am a total 8, good and the bad, and a, with a 7 wing.
0: Yeah, that's I think awesome. I'm like an 8 and a 3. We're all 8s. Yeah, that's we're awesome. totally all 8s. <laughs> but that's... I actually... And I could tell you if I had my phone because I could show you. <laughs> but awesome. Samantha's off somewhere with my phone. But I think it's interesting, like, how... It does take that extra awareness to recognize, like, it'll, like, people need to hear it will be all right because mm-hmm. of XYZ. And Rachel Hollis was like, the whole hope is not a strategy because it's not. Mm-hmm. Like, hope is a great feeling. Hope is uplifting. Hope is a reason, is a motivation, mm-hmm. but it's not.
2: And it can
1: even be an anchor, but yeah. it's not a blueprint. No.
2: I've also learned my husband's actually a really smart guy and I wish I was listening to him a long time ago. I mean, can really come to him with some like business crossroads and he's very insightful. So that's also been a learning, something that I've learned over the last couple of years. He's a great mentor.
0: That's awesome. That is awesome. I know my husband um, will frequently say, didn't we talk about this? Like, why is it okay now that you like your (laughs) friends have given it the stamp of whatever, like your mentor, whatever. And I'm like, no, I do take what you say. (laughs) I listen, but you also have to understand that sometimes it takes me an extra minute to come into that. To process it all. Like I have to process it differently, and but I will turn around and be like, you know what? You were right. Mm -hmm. And I know he's listening to this.
1: So you're like, Scott, honey, (laughs) you're right.
0: I do listen. (laughs) And yes, a lot of times you are. I'm going to get, I'm going to hear about this forever now. (laughs) Do you think that your marriage was tested and I don't want to say strengthened because that's not the word I'm looking for. But did you get some affirmations through this process with that hit home like better as far as relationships as you're working on the communication for your board and and your leadership skills and things like that? Did it also play out into other areas of your life? Did you get affirmations at home that it was working with your the way that you're communicating
2: with your kids and your husband and interesting. There's probably some themes that were going on in our marriage. And also as my kids, my, my oldest is turning 16 this weekend. When I think about three years ago, learning that teen tween language. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. I'm sure that I probably let that um, grow in all of, the, all of my areas of my life.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. How does spirituality influence your business?
2: A ton. Like I am like the biggest Jesus girl, but I'm also the biggest justice girl. And these two things can go together. Yes. Go together. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so, getting very comfortable with the idea of sharing my faith, but also speaking up for others or passing the mic to those who don't have it. I am about that.
1: Nice. I like that passing it to others who don't have it. I do
0: like that. Mm -hmm. That, And I like that that you can be for Jesus and for justice. Mm -hmm. Like that should be a hashtag. Yeah. Printed on your next round of.
1: I'm not doing that. (laughs) I love it. I love it. What has been something that was difficult for you to find the courage to speak up about?
2: Most recent, that we are open to hiring transgender females. I'm in a ministry world. And when I am doing and saying and serving people that make others uncomfortable, then I know I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing.
1: I feel like that needs to be repeated.
0: Yeah, and, and, I, and I, immediately what I went to was the, the Biden appointee that's transgendered. There's a somebody maybe for the Deputy Secretary of Health and Human Services, maybe? But it's Dr. Rachel Levine, and she's a transgendered female in her 50s. She talks all the time about LGBTQ plus mm-hmm. issues, and that's been like her platform, but it's really been...
1: And I love what you said, Carrie. It's coming to the
0: forefront more and more. And people can just accept that it's going to make you uncomfortable, but it doesn't make
1: it wrong. And I love what she said of if it is making you uncomfortable, then us talking about it is a good thing. Mm -hmm. Then I know that we're supposed to be talking about it. Mm -hmm. Love that. Love it. So is this the lifestyle you truly want to be living or did you envision something different?
2: I know that I've created my dream job.
1: (laughs) I know that this
2: is what I want to be doing for this moment, at least while my kids are in high school. I know Mm -hmm. that there's going to be other ideas. Surely I'm not done. I mean, in this time in in, Kristen's space and time too, this is a really great fit for us. I'd like to think that I was intentional about creating this life for me and it makes my husband start dabbling too and thinking about maybe being in consulting and being in his a business owner of his own. Mm-hmm. I tell him you cannot love your business as much as I love my business or will never <laughs> <laughs> But just like all the times he's he's supported me. Like he's seeing this excitement and growth and he has this envy of creating something for himself too. And I hope that I give him the confidence and the reassurance and that he needs to grow his dream. Mm-hmm. Do you
0: see that with Matt as you've been growing your own, planting your roots and growing your business? Am I seeing what with Matt? You, that he's talking. seeing
1: that, you know,
0: potential as well for himself.
1: I think it's too early in his journey for me to be able to answer that. He's still getting his footing. Okay. Yeah.
0: That's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I say it with Scott. We know the. I didn't, I still, I don't have any way to read the letter, but I, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. eventually people, you're going to tune in every episode to hear if I'm actually like reading the text of this, this That's note awesome. that Scott gave me for Christmas that basically said that <laughs> our, it's so important to recognize that our partners in life are are watching, watching us. Us. The same as our kids are watching us. And when you're laying the foundation to show, even though my son's apparently going to be in therapy for the rest of his life because he has abandonment issues, <laughs> for fuck's sake. That was what, it was like, <laughs> what do you wish was different? And he's like, that she'd stop abandoning me.
1: And I'm like, oh my God, are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for, I think that's a great question for Carrie because that was part of her journey too, is being an entrepreneur and a mom. Yeah. So that essentially the backstory is that's what her son said on the episode bef- that we were recording before with the kiddos. So how did you handle that with your littles as you were growing your business? I mean,
2: I didn't handle it very well at the beginning. I mean,
1: <laughs> when
2: I started doing this online publication that you are aware of, I gave myself these crazy deadlines and who cares? Like just Do your work. And I I remember being very selfish or being very like demanding of the time that I needed to do this. And also then being short tempered. I was a mom of toddlers. I I really should have let myself have a little bit more time growing that business and not had such high expectations of myself. And No one was like dying to know when the next parade was in Carrie, but I had this high work ethic and I created this quality product and I wanted to deliver a service. So I didn't balance it well at the beginning. And there's been times in my life, of course, since that I haven't balanced it well, but at least this is the communication part is that I've been able to say, look, guys, this month is wackadoo. Let Mm -hmm. me tell you all the things I have going on this month. So mom's out. But I have a very involved husband and dad. So we all have a communication and a plan and who's taking who to what and blah, blah, blah. But then being able to say, but when that's over, then I'm free. We can go to the beach for a week or I'm available.
1: Yep. I love that. I love it too. Of communicating those like peaks, peak seasons, so to yeah. speak. Yeah. yeah. It's like with my kiddos where I say to them, And the kids become part of your team, like Mm -hmm. they're part of the employee base, so to speak. And we have to lead and train them just like we would lead and train any other employees in our business. And so it's really okay when the door is closed to mommy's home office, you don't knock unless it's someone's bleeding or dying or something. And that I have that 30 minutes of transition time from work. Then I have mommy's 30 minutes of quiet time and then I'm available to them. Because I can't go from being available to my clients and Mm -hmm. doing that Mm -hmm. to them. Boom. I'm available to them. I need that container Mm -hmm. to fill myself back up in that stillness. And then I can be available to them. Carrie's laughing. I'm like, a
2: legal zoom commercial where the mom is like standing in her kitchen and she's supposed to be building this new business and she's getting her legal zoom on and her kid like runs to the kitchen and she like, touches the child and giggles and then <laughs> that is not at all if it I, is such my, a
0: false narrative such a like
2: work to do we would be like Covid
0: <laughs> happened we were all shut in and i went out and got an office <laughs> because i couldn't work at home anymore because it was literally like they would walk by me working go close the door say oh, daddy's on a call and close the door and I'm like, Do do you not hear me talking right here <laughs> next to you? Like they would bypass him and come find me wherever I was. Like it was so disruptive. And my husband and I couldn't have calls at the same time. Like it was very hard. And I went out and got an office because that's how we needed to survive. And I created that boundary. Mm-hmm. And and I got to be honest, like sometimes that 10-minute ride home is not enough. And I'm like closing my computer, walking out and anticipating having to walk in the door and open it back up. And I'm hit by the kids and the dog. And, the, and it's just, it that's is. It's a, and then there are days that I'll try to hide in my car. And Samantha has this like six cents and she'll come and find me. And I'm like, how did I, I'm not even parked anywhere where you could possibly see me. How did you find me?
1: Oh. <laughs> I will find you. She will find wedding you. crashers.
0: Yeah, we all have to give ourselves more grace and understand that not everything is Pinterest perfect. Not, it's no business. I don't know what business starts like those legal Zoom commercials. I don't understand. Yeah. But I think that it's about giving ourselves and our kids and our, the important people in our lives grace mm-hmm. to do whatever it is that they need to do.
1: And I think as female entrepreneurs, it is giving ourselves permission to have a business. Mm. And not be your playmate and your friend. Like I am your mom, and I'm I'm granting myself permission to have a business. Yeah, and be a mom at the same time. It doesn't have to be one or the other.
0: We did get tattoos to signify Yes. That.
1: and our <laughs> and our beautiful bracelets. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, Carrie, question for you: What's a story that you tell yourself that has held you back?
2: Oh. This is, I think that you'll find this interesting is that I never feel like I belong. Oh, that is interesting. And it's, it's taken a while for me to put it all together, but I create all this community, but I think it's because I just don't ever feel like I fit in. Mm -hmm. And there must be something in that because obviously I'm a gatherer of people. I read an article once and this woman said her gift was gathering people. And I was like, oh mm-hmm. my gosh, you just freed me because I'm not a teacher. I'm not a preacher. I'm not a writer. I'm not an author. You're and a connector. I am, yes. So mm-hmm. if you can create a, an event, I can get people there. If you can create a product, I can sell it to people. But there must be something, though, there's this commonality. And I think I can, like, zone into what the women around me are needing because obviously I've created four businesses around that. There must be mm-hmm. a lot of other women who don't feel like they belong and I'm able to create space for them.
1: Mhm. Mhm.
0: Okay. Now like she's speaking my life right now. Like it's it is. It's one of those things like when you're always the planner and people default to you being the planner, you being the the connector, you being the one to do. There comes a point where you have to ask yourself the question: What is? What am I gaining? What is the benefit? Is it in alignment with the things that I need and I value? Or is that? Just, I felt the shift in my late thirties, where I was like, you know what? Fuck this! I'm done being the planner. I am mm-hmm. done. I give, and I kicked it to the curb with everything else. There's like a weird transition period in my late 30s, and but it took a while to bring it back and recognize that I'm okay with being that person, that connector, that gatherer, that community builder. If it means because I can accept that that's the the reward mm-hmm. is the, is just building it.
1: And what I think is so interesting about what Carrie said is she was like, "Hey." The story I'm telling myself is I don't feel like I belong anywhere. So I'm going to create the communities because if I don't feel like I belong, then other people don't feel like they belong. What I'm curious is when you then create that community, do you feel like you belong there? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Carrie, girls set up a mindset call with me because I want to unearth that stuff right there I want to dig into that so set up a free call with me we're going to figure out what's underneath there I want to (laughs) get in that juicy stuff (laughs) I know that
2: I can create a safe place for women and I know I have a gift of hospitality and but sometimes but I can walk into spaces that I've created and feel very alone Mm -hmm. yeah it's true And when I do get invited to places and someone has something planned for me, that is just really such a treat. And that's probably my love language, be quality time, like for someone to actually invite Mm -hmm. me. And it's always a big deal. Like I remember Rob's my husband, I'll say, Rob, I've been invited out tonight because it's such a Mm -hmm. treat. Someone would invite me someplace and not something that I've had to create. And I don't think that people, I think that people don't invite me to things sometimes because they think I'm already too busy, which is hard. To assume for women that they that they don't want to be included, um, mm-hmm. but also and maybe that uh, since I'm always the planner, I they're waiting for me to do it, so it's a nice treat.
1: Oh my god, girl, I love I that you said that. that. That is such a
0: but it's it is it's such a part of our culture, and it's I don't want to blame social media, but it's an easy excuse to say, oh, I hear all the time, oh, I see you everywhere, and I'm like, really? Because I'm home and I go to my office. <laughs> I don't know where you're seeing me. But I'm home and at my office. It's that whole thing with the brain that like when you're buying your car and you yeah. sell it. Yeah, I forget mm-hmm. what that's called, but yep. y'all know what I'm talking about. But it's that thing, right? That people, when they start to see you out, then they just assume mm-hmm. that you're out and about or whatever. Even in COVID, they're like, oh, I see you everywhere. I'm literally sitting at my computer just talking to people.
2: So two things. Once I was in the public bathroom and a woman walked in and she goes, I see you everywhere. And, said, <laughs> and you were like, stalker? And I said, I'm sorry. And she just kept walking. So I'm like, okay, I don't know. I guess she's not a fan. I don't know.
1: <laughs> well, well and did what you I, take
0: a picture so you could show the police? I'm just that's saying. That's so funny. <laughs> like, that's so funny. Who would do that? I don't get it.
1: What I've know. noticed. Hey, we did that with Amanda in the bathroom. At oh, we Preston. totally did.
0: We totally <laughs> did. We did that to someone. <laughs>
1: We did, but we
0: identified her by name and we introduced we ourselves. We didn't just say, "I see you everywhere" and walk away. It's That's true. creepy.
1: But we <laughs> did bombard her in the bathroom as she was washing her hands. And I'm like, "Oh my god, hey Amanda, how's it going? So good to see you in real life, finally."
0: <laughs> totally did. Sorry, go ahead, Carrie.
1: was <laughs> that? Amanda, the traveling realtor.
0: Amanda Williams, is that it? Mm-mm. Not Williams. No. Oh fuck. <laughs> But it I out. so
1: relate to what Carrie's saying though. And when you were saying that story, it completely, cause what I've noticed with a lot of the leaders that I work with is they are, like, people look to them of you're the leader. So now you lead all the time and you mm-hmm. lead everything. And my friends do this with me too. It made me think of my bachelorette. So my bachelorette, mm-hmm. I ended up having to plan it myself because yeah. my maid of honor was like, this is, I just, it's too much and I can't handle it. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, and I love her. And so yeah. I was like, I, I guess I'm planning it myself. Then. Yeah. All right. I so had like, to
0: email my, my bridesmaids. Yes. Yeah.
1: So even these moments, these opportunities where it's like, oh, I'm not going to have to plan it. And it like someone mm. else planned. Like it's such an act of love to me when someone else plans it. Somebody else put in the effort and the thoughtfulness, and I just get to show up. But it rarely happens because they look at us as the leaders yeah. or as oh, you're the it's organizer. The slippery slope
0: for being a uh, uh, a natural born. Correct. Rise to the top.
1: My kind of. My in laws call me Polly Planner, and so they just think, "Well, Sarah's gonna plan it," and Sarah, and then I'm just like. Can I would love, can someone please just plan something and I just get to show Why don't you just?
0: What would happen if you just stopped planning?
1: It, nothing would happen. I have okay. tested this with my husband. Right. If I do not plan so, date nights, I would never, ever go out on a date ever again.
0: All right. But my question is, because you took away my next question.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> I like stopped. What happened?
0: So you stopped and then what happened? Nothing. But did you then say to him, the reason that we're not going out on date nights anymore is because I was always the one to plan it. And it would be nice if we like yeah, alternated. Well, and then what happened?
1: Yeah. I was, we can totally get into a side conversation okay. about that, but I don't want to take away from well, Carrie's no, time. Know. I'm just but, wondering because it's. So a, then, so my experience has been the things don't happen. Okay. And so then I go, and this is not just in my relationship with my husband. Mm-hmm. This is in other areas right, right, too. Yeah. And and Carrie, let me know if this has been your experience too. Either it doesn't happen. And so then I go, okay, it's not happening if I plan it. So that need of community or the need of socialization Mm -hmm. or the need of great food and and laughter. And that's not like the other person is not taking the initiative to plan that. And so I either go, I fill it myself Mm -hmm. by myself or go find something else to do. Or I go without, and I don't choose to go without. And so I'll go and fill that need myself. I will go to the restaurant that I wanted to go to. And I've been like, Oh, I want to try this restaurant for six months and nothing's happening. I'll go to the restaurant. My day on self and Mm -hmm. be like eating at the spent restaurant that I wanted to eat at for six months. Mm -hmm. Nobody took me. So I'm going (laughs) taking my damn self. I would say that there's a difference too, between like your
2: relationship with your husband and also your relationship with women. And for me, like I've been in so many meetings where women will say, we can't ask so-and-so because she's so busy. Or, or I think she's writing a book or she's doing something new. So she probably doesn't have time. Absolutely not. That is exactly the person that you need to call because what if she was a waiting for an opportunity just mm-hmm. like this and you would give yourself like an out, like you would give her an out that quickly. If, if you want to invite someone to be a part of something, or if you want to call a, a larger business leader than you and see if she'll mentor you, if you're really like, stealing an opportunity from yourself and from her. You
1: should. Yes. You should. Oh, I love that. Cause that's just, uh, you're robbing you're removing them. the opportunity
0: for them yeah. just because you make the assumption that they're busy. And it's usually something like some, it's a disconnect, right? Because you assume that they're busy and you're maybe insecure or you're jealous, or you think you're not busy enough. You're twisting the message around in your head and you're internalizing it weird and that's not—it's not true. Like we know, we we only know what to be what is true when we ask. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So mm-hmm. if you don't ask that person who seems like they're everywhere, if they actually are everywhere,
1: mm-hmm. or if they
0: don't have time, then not only are you robbing them the opportunity, you're robbing yourself of the lesson.
1: Mm-hmm. And that opportunity and you're, for what could be born exactly, from that. and like the
0: perpetuation yep. of the nonsense.
1: Yep. Love it.
0: Wellforce, offering business consulting and IT solutions for your hybrid workforce. Do you need business process evaluations and solutions to streamline your workflows? A technology assessment, including security and managed services to optimize performance, or solutions to create a seamless hybrid workplace experience? If that's you, Wellforce has a growing team of affiliates to support your organization's move to hybrid. Visit wellforce.ai today.
1: Sometimes I preface that before I ask people things too. I go, "Hey, before we have this conversation, I want to ensure that we have the agreement of that whatever it is that your gut and your intuition is telling you that you'll just say it to me." That this is your safe right. place.
0: You can say yes, you can say exactly. no, you can say whatever it is, you can say maybe, and then we'll follow and tell Correct. me when to follow up and it's all good. That
1: there is no pressure, there no is judgment. no people pleasing, like this is the safe space to to give your real answer. Yep. Yep.
0: <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Well, here we are, on the Girls Who Do Stuff, we do this fun thing called the lightning round where we rapid fire questions at you and you say the first thing that comes to your mind. Are you ready? No. <laughs> and we accept that with no judgment, but we're still going to ask the questions anyway. <laughs> I thought that was fitting. That's I'm sorry. Awesome.
1: What is your favorite place in the world? Myrtle Beach. Nice. I, do you ha- I was like, can you email me some good places to stay? We need a new place at the beach. So that's, if you know any good rentals, let us know.
2: That's where I grew up. That's where we like to go. Nice.
1: All right. How do you unwind?
2: Oh, I love a concert. I miss concerts so much. Live
1: music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. What's the best concert you ever went to? Pearl
2: Jam in Seattle with Red Hot Chili Peppers opening.
1: Wow. I would have not anticipated that answer. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome.
2: They played so late, I thought I was going to miss my flight in the morning.
0: (laughs) It would have been worth it. Do you have a bucket list concert?
2: No, girl, because I go to every concert I want to go to. Yes.
0: Yes. That's the answer I'm talking well, about. Like, I'm like waiting for Mumford & Sons to go back to Red Rocks. So I didn't catch them at Red Rocks the first time around. So that's what I'm looking at it from. You can go to whatever, but if they're not playing there, what are you going to do? Yes, I get
2: that. But I did, like when I turned 40, especially, I'm like, I'm going to go to every single concert I want to go to. And I'm not sitting in the lawn ever again. Yes. <laughs>
1: not sitting in the lawn ever again. I love it. That's awesome. What is something that people often get wrong about you?
2: Probably that I don't always feel included or belong. I mean, I'm, sh- I'm sure that's the thing.
1: Okay.
0: If you were asked, what would you ask you?
2: I think the question is, what's the passion behind the passion? Like We create beautiful products and we create opportunity for women to have sustainable and living wage jobs. But the passion behind the passion is that women will look at us and see what we're doing and be inspired to do her thing. And how can we help her do that? And how can we share our platform for her to come in and get that experience for her to go off and do that thing?
1: Nice. Nice. What do you want your legacy to be? Oh, my
2: faith.
0: What is the best advice you've ever been told?
2: The best advice I've ever received received, is it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to fail. Like,
1: These are learning opportunities. Okay. What
2: keeps you up at night? All my amazing ideas. (laughs) Love it. Mm -hmm.
0: When you're an idea generator, like I woke up with ideas this morning and I was like at a stoplight going, I wonder if there's a domain name for this. I'm turning into Joe. I just (laughs) look up domain names all the time. (laughs) If you could go back and advise yourself at any age in the past, where would you, what age would you go to? And what would you say? Oh
2: my God, do not marry that first guy.
0: That was like, she was answering that before I even finished the question. There it is.
2: That's not the one.
0: Do you think that you would have married the second guy had you not gone through with the first guy?
2: And there was a learning opportunity, right?
1: So <laughs> She <laughs> says it, y'all, as she rolls her eyes. I love it. Like she is unhappy to admit that. And I get it. I totally get it. Like, we all have that. That's awesome. Who are the people that challenge you? Oh,
2: I have some amazing women in my life who are willing to say, bold things about their faith and about how they see things. And we don't always agree, but it's just amazing to have people around us who are bold enough to say these things that we're sometimes thinking or close mm-hmm. to. And it's a gift and I love them. And and I have many different groups of people. It's not just like two people. It's right. just, um,
1: all around me. That's awesome. You want to go in for the doozy?
0: Ooh. Are you ready to round up? Yep, yep, let's round up. So, if your life had a theme song, what would it be?
2: Oh, that Pearl Jam song, where "The Woman Behind the Counter." Mm-hmm. Wow. I yep. just love people, and I love the idea of like people walking in the door, like you're unexpected to see, but so grateful to have known them.
1: That would be it. Oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Do you Do you know that song? I don't, but I can feel her. <laughs> But I can feel her right now. That's what I love is the emotion. No, I mean, because I was
0: watching the big smile on your face and I was like, I she can, totally doesn't know what the song is, but she's totally reacting to Carrie's yes, face. I could yeah.
1: feel the emotion it was evoking in her. Yep. And I was like, yes, there love it. it.
0: And um, if your life was a biopic, if you, a movie was made about your life, who would play you?
2: Oh, my gosh. I'm. I wish I was darling enough for Reese Witherspoon to play me. <laughs> that's what I was actually just thinking
0: that. I was like, she's gonna say Reese Witherspoon. And that would be great. I mean, that would I, be great. I, yeah.
2: I, I'm not that preppy or cute, but that would be lovely.
0: Yeah. I think that could be I think that's solid pick. Yeah. That yep. is a solid pick. I would yep. I agree with that. <laughs>
2: we'll
1: reach out to Reese yeah. see what we can make. We'll, it. <laughs> well our
0: people will contact her people to contact your people
2: you guys are such a joy i don't know how you end podcasts Like people probably just want to stay with
1: you all day
2: <laughs> thank it's, you that's what yes, we're going for that, that is what we're going for mission
1: accomplished yes <laughs> thank you so much carrie please let our listeners know how can they uh connect with you and reach out to you
2: yeah. You, I love social media. It's my love language. Not only do I love to share what we're doing, but I also love to follow in what you're doing. So designed for joy, um, designed with an E-D-F-O-R joy.com. And we're on Instagram and we're on Facebook and that's where we are.
1: Awesome. All right. Thank you so much for coming in today. We hope you had as much fun as we did.
2: I had an amazing time. Thank you so much. Next week? Okay. You're right. Sure. Same
1: time, same place. <laughs> That's awesome. It's awesome.
0: <laughs> love it. Love it. So that with, when you're ready to, for your next, whatever comes next, you'll come back and we'll do it again. Mm-hmm.
2: You guys are great. Thank you so Any much. Any updates?
0: You just let us know.
2: I
1: hope I yep. gave you what you wanted yes no yes. this was great yeah
0: this is a i thought this was a great episode i do
1: too definitely yeah. value that's our goal right It's for people to feel connected and for them to walk away with value so home run yeah. carrie thank you oh thanks so much thank you yeah.
0: all Welcome. right and please connect with carrie on all of her spaces that you can connect And you can find Sarah at Sarah Madras Coaching on Instagram Mm -hmm. and on Facebook and on LinkedIn. And you can connect with me. It's Jenny Midgley. I'm not inventive.
1: Can you spell it like Samantha did please? Yes. My name is Jenny
0: Midgley, (laughs) (laughs) M-I-D-G-L-E-Y. Every time. So my daughter. So here's. okay. so here's the fun. Now I have to explain this. So you ask my daughter what her name is and she'll say Samantha Marie Midgley, M-I-D-G-L-E-Y. As though Midgley, M-I-D-G-L-E-Y was one word. It's the one last name. It's just one last name. That's her (laughs) name. And so she spells, yeah, she spells it out because nobody knows how to spell her name.
1: She's going to be ahead of the game in preschool though. She totally is. She
0: knows how to to spell her name.
1: Exactly. Love it. So So. connect with us. Find us. Listen to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. Reach out to us with... They were listening to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. Because you say wherever you listen to... Oh, wherever you listen to your podcast. Yes.
0: Find us wherever you listen to your podcast.
1: I'm Jenny Midgley. (laughs) I am Sarah Madras. And you You do do
0: you you, boo
2: (laughs) we love making this stuff for you you can help us out by subscribing to this podcast and follow us on social media